Thank you for joining me again on the Women in Revival podcast. I'm praying that this particular series will be a blessing to you as we journey together. We are starting this new series tagged Rivers That Gladden God's Heart. As we look at what is happening all over our world, we are seeing all sorts of things. And like I said in the first that I ran, I mentioned the fact that one of the themes that the Lord has laid on my heart this year, 2023, is truth. The opposite of truth is lie. And our world is full of lies. There are lies all over. And unfortunately, even the church is a place where you are liable to lies. I love something that A.W. Tozer says. He says, Error never looks so innocent as when it is found in the sanctuary. You see, we are finding errors even in the church of God. And it can look innocent because it's in the church. So it is with all this in mind that I want us to look at rivers that gladden God's heart. To be honest with you, God knew what our generation will look like. He knew. So while we are seeing the chaos, the advancement of lies in our generation, what God is seeking for is rivers that gladden his heart. So if at any point in time, you need to go back to any of the episodes, do go back to our website on www.oakofrighteousness.co.uk and there you find our contact us page and all you need to contact us is there. So rivers that gladden God's heart. Today, I want us to look at the impact of lies on our world. Our world is full of lies. Like I said earlier, even the church is not void of lies. Our pipits are full of lies. That's the unfortunate thing. If lies are just present in the secular world, outside the church, we say, well, okay. But unfortunately, even the church is carried away with lies. So I want to read from the book of Psalm 46, verse 1 to 4. I'll read King James Version. And because of the issues I want to bring out in these verses, I will choose various translations. King James Version says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. So we see the position God takes in the midst of the lies all over is the refuge and the strength of those who want to dwell on that truth. We find strength in truth. We find refuge in truth. Christ himself is truth. Then he says, a very present help in trouble. Do I need to tell you the very troubles that are all over our world? In our schools, our children are being exposed to teachings that are against biblical doctrines. Such is the trouble that has come upon us in our generation. And verse 2 says, Therefore will not we fear. So another issue, there, are, there is fear here and there. So it says, Therefore will not we fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with swelling thereof. Salah, there is a river, the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles. Of the most time so we are seeing the state of our world a couple of days ago i was privileged to be in a meeting 
with fellow sisters in ministry. And it's so amazing as the Lord brought this scripture and another one that I'll be sharing in this particular series to us. It was so loving to see God sharing his heart with us. So from what I have read now, I am trying to help you to see the impact of lies upon our world. And I first said that in the midst of the lies, we need to know we have God. He is our refuge. He is our strength. He is our very present help, even in this time of trouble across the globe. So from verse 2 now, we're picking the situations, the impact of lies on our world. There is fear, isn't it? There is fear. There are shakings. There is the moving of the earth, so to say. I love the message translation. The message translation says, We stand fearless of the cliff edge of doom. Are you seeing? There are dooms all over in this generation. Such is the situation of things in our world. The impact of lies has brought doom to many homes, to many individuals, to many marriages. There is fear here and there. There is the roaring of waters. There are laws, there are bills that have been passed in many parts of our world. There are things that have been introduced to the curriculum of our children. Yet the Bible says, there is a river whose streams makes glad the city of God, the only place where the Most High dwells. We will come back to that verse 4 at another time on this particular series. So our world is full of fear. Our world is full of confusion. Our world is full of panic. Our world is full of anxiety. Our world is full of shaking. There is shaking here and there. There are noises here and there. There are all sorts of marriage redefinition, gender redefinition, cost of living, disinflation, and that all sorts of things, not to mention our individual personal challenges and difficulties. Lies has crept into many of our lives because of our prevailing circumstances, because of the situations that are facing us in our marriages, concerning our children, concerning our health. Lies has had great impact upon the lives of women, both women within the church and women outside the church. Yet, like I have said, God is our refuge. God is our strength. He is a very present help despite the impact of lies upon our world if only we learn as women to run to the lord to run to his word then we will find refuge then we will find help then we will find hope in the midst of the impact of lies upon our world the world system is built upon lies and the world system will continue on lies but it is those of us who know our God that will be strong and will be able to do exploits even in the midst of the impact of lies upon our generation. And it is my prayer that you will not be carried away with fear, with anxiety, with panic, with hopelessness as a result of the impact of lies in our world. Some of these lies looks like truth. But by the time you examine it, actually, there is no truth in it. So I'm praying that you will find refuge, you will find hope, you will find help, even in God and in God alone, 
in the midst of all that is going on in our world because the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ is closer than we ever thought. Amen. Welcome once again to the Women in Revival podcast. We are still on the series Rivers That Gladden God's Heart. And yesterday we were looking at the impact of lies on our world. Our world is shaking. Our world is quaking. Our world is full of doom here and there. You just need to switch on your TV and listen to news. Devastating news. It's as if there is no good news anyway. Our world is full of anxiety, full of panic, full of bad news here and there. Yet, God is our hope. God is our refuge. He is our strength. He is our very present help, even in this time of trouble across the globe. Lies has advanced. Sometimes even it's displayed in the church, unfortunately. And in the midst of the lies, we need to know that God is our refuge. We can find succor, we can find comfort, we can find hope in God in the midst of lies that are traveling all over the world in our time. So if you missed yesterday's episode, do go back to our website www.oakofrighteousness.co.uk and there you will find the episode for yesterday. And if you need to contact us, our number is plus 44-7944-398-415. And also on our contact us page on our website, you should be able to find the various ways to contact us. So today on rivers that gladden God's heart, I want us to look at what God seeks for in the midst of lies. It's easy for us to get ourselves occupied with lies or to try to be fighting lies right, left, center, backward, everywhere when we are not fully understanding what God is seeking for, what God looks for in the midst of the lies in our world. God knew we would get to this situation. God knew how our world would spiral down. He knew the declining of our generation ever before our generation came. So for those of us who are Christian women, it is right that we know the mind of God. You know, the Bible spoke of the children of Issachar that they knew the times and what ought to be done. So it is very, very important for us not to be carried away with the lies all over, but much more to know what is God seeking for in the midst of what is going on in our world. Again, we are going to go back to the scripture we read yesterday, which is Psalm 46 and verse 4. Psalm 46 verse 4. And I'm going to read it from a few translations. The New King James Version says, There is a river whose streams shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. I think as you actually read from verse 1 to 4, verse 1 to 4 from the Old King James says, God is our refuge, 
a very present help in trouble, therefore will not we fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof cedar. Now verse 4. I see verse 4 is now saying, despite the reality of verse 1 to 3, look at this. There is a river. The streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. There is a river whose streams shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. The New King James. The Allman Christian Standard Bible says, There is a river, its streams delight the city of God, the holy dwelling place of the Most High. The New Living Translation says, A river brings joy to the city of our God. You see? So, in the midst of the crumbling, of the shakings of mountains, of the movement of waters and all the noises, from verse 1 to 3, verse 4 tells us what God is seeking for. A river that gladdens God's heart. God is seeking for a woman. Who will be that river that gladdens his heart in the midst of the lies? It's as if God is calling us to come and swim upstream. To come and swim against the tide. So God says, I am seeking for a woman whose life gladdens me, who will be as a river that gladdens the heart of God. The Passion Translation says, God has a constantly flowing river. I love that. God has a constantly flowing river whose sparkling streams bring joy and delight to these people. I don't know if you are seeing this. In the midst of the shakings in our world, in the midst of the fears, in the midst of the anxiety and panicking and the bad news and the lies that has traveled all over, in the midst of the changes, in the midst of the pushing of the LGBTQ plus agenda in our churches, in our schools, I'm saying God saying that is not the issue. Verse 4, God has a constantly flowing river whose sparkling streams bring joy and delight to his people. So that is it. God seeks a constantly flowing river whose stream will bring joy, delight to the people of God. So what God is saying is, while you are troubled over the lies in your world, while some of you are, you know, carrying placard, while some of you are signing petitions and writing petitions, why some of you are doing all sorts of things to fight lies this is what i am seeking for a woman who is constantly flowing as a river a woman who is like a river that constantly flow whose sparkling streams brings joy and delight to god's people that is it the people of god have been wounded have been injured have been have been ridiculed have been reduced from what the people of God ought to be. Our hands seems, so to say, have been restrained, so to say. Yet God says, while I'm not denying what is facing believers all over the world, there is something that I'm looking for. 
a river that is constantly flowing a river that brings gladness to the city of god that is what god is seeking for are you that river are you a river that makes glad the city of god the only place of the tabernacles of the most high if god look at your life in the midst of all that is going on in our world would god find happiness would he be happy that yes i have a daughter in that home i have a daughter in that workplace i have a daughter in that church that gladdens my heart that brings joy even to the city of god or would god say well she's flown even with the stream would god say she's dancing to the tune of the music of the world or would god say i have my train i have my 700 just like he said to elijah i have my few whose lives are making me glad we come back on next series and come and see how can we become that river that is constantly flowing that is making glad the city of god in the midst of the lies that is perpetrated all over our world how can you try as a wife in a difficult marriage we will come back and look at that if you have any need to contact us contact us on plus four four seven nine four four three nine eight four one five amen Thank you so much for still joining us on this women in revival podcast i'm praying that the lord will engage your heart and give you hope and perspective for this year so that you can journey rightly equipped knowing how to run your race in this year 2023 we started this series rivers that gladden god's heart and on the first day we looked at the impact of lies on our world and we said lies has created fear, anxiety, panicking, crumbling, doom here and there. And we also mentioned the fact that in the midst of this, we have a God who is our refuge, our hope, our strength, our very present help, even in this time of trouble across the world. And the second day we came, we looked at what God looks for in the midst of lies. In the midst of what we are seeing in our educational system, in our political system, in the financial market, just name it. What is God looking for? And we saw that God says, in the midst of the doom and the bad news going on around the world, I am seeking for a woman who will be a river that gladdens my heart. So therefore, today we want to look at what makes you, what makes a river of God. What makes a river of God? What was it that will make me, that will make you a river that gladdens the heart of God? What will make you that river that brings joy to the city of God being your home, your workplace, your local church, your neighbor, wherever you find yourself? We are going to go again and read Ezekiel 47 this time and we take verses 1 and 2. Remember, 
while we looked at Psalm 46, we saw that the Lord says, There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the only place where the Most High dwells. So reading this, this river brings gladness, not first even to people, but to the Lord. The only place of the tabernacle of the Most High. So as she is a delight to the Lord, then she flows out as a delight to those that come in contact with her. She becomes a pillar of truth. She becomes a support of truth in a world of lies. So there is a river. God says it is not hopeless. The state of marriages are not hopeless. The state of our world is not an hopeless state. All I need is to find a woman that is willing to be a constant flowing river. A river that will gladden my heart. A river that will bring gladness to the city of our God. I hope you know that the old world is our father's city. This is our father's world. And God seeks daughters who understand this and who take their rightful place and then can flow constantly into their various um, parts of the world. So I'm going to read Ezekiel now. I will read from the King James Version. And it goes on and says, verse 1 and 2. Afterward, he brought me again unto the door of the house. And behold, waters issued out from under the threshold of the house eastward. For the forefront of the house stood toward the east, and the waters came down from under, from the right side of the house, at the south side of the altar. Then brought he me out of the way of the gate, northward, and led me about the way without, unto the altar gate, by the city way, by the way that looketh eastward, and behold, there ran out waters on the right side. I think I would love to read from a few other translations. The NIV UK says, The man brought me back to the entrance to the temple, and I saw water coming out from under the threshold of the temple towards the east, for the temple faced east. The water was coming down from under the south side of the temple, south of the altar. He then brought me out through the north gate and led me round the outside to the outer gate, facing east, and the water was trickling from the south side. Now, this is Ezekiel speaking to you and I. If you go on our website, we've done a series in the past on this Ezekiel 47. I'm not sure what is tagged now. I think it's water from the threshold. I am not very sure. But we've done a series in the past on this particular scripture. So you may go on our website and find out. You can send us requests and we'll be able to send you the particular um, title of that message on the website. So remember we are looking at river that gladdens the heart of God. And we saw God saying to us, yes, there are lies. Yes, lies has done a terrible job in your generation. Yes, there is devastation. There is doom. Yes, there is fear, anxiety, panicking. Yes, marriages are breaking. Yes, children are going wayward. Yes, there is financial difficulty. Yes, there is this, there is that. We are not denying that. God says, but this is what I am seeking for in the midst of all that is happening 
in your generation. I am seeking for that woman, that wife, that single woman, that young woman, that pretty girl, who will be a river that gladdens my heart. And we now want to look at what makes a woman a river that gladdens the heart of God. And Ezekiel is giving us a kind of insight into it. So from verse 1 and 2 of Ezekiel 47, Ezekiel said he was brought to the entrance to the temple. And there he saw water coming out from where? From under the threshold of the temple towards the east. So if you and I, if we are going to be that woman, who will be a river that will gladden God's heart, that will bring gladness to the city of God, then God is expecting you and I to be a river that comes from his temple. That is, we must be women of his presence. You know, I'm remembering Psalm 91 that says, who, who dwells in the secret place of the Most High. And also a scripture in Psalm 84. I might come back to that. Psalm 85, please, verse 3. And it says that even the sparrow has found a home and the swallow a nest for herself where she may have her young, a place near your altar, Lord Almighty, my King and my God. So I don't know whether you are seeing what I'm saying. So to be a river that will gladden God's heart, to be a river that is constantly flowing, God says, you must be a woman of my presence. This is something that doesn't happen to women naturally. You have to cultivate. You have to cultivate being a woman that dwells in the secret place of the Most High. You have to be a woman that practices the presence of God. As busy as your life might be, as busy as your world might be, to be a woman that will stand for the truth, that will live out the truth, that will thrive in the midst of the chaos of our world, God says, you must be a river that flows from under my threshold. That means your prayer life, your time in the world, your relationship with the Holy Spirit needs to be intact. This is a year that you need to take your spirituality serious. I'm sure I've echoed this again and again in many of our series. If you are going to be that woman who will be a constant flowing river, who will be standing for the truth, who will be upholding the truth in your marriage, who will be radiating God's glory to your husband, then your prayer life, your attitude to the word of God, your relationship to the person of the Holy Spirit has to be a solid one. A water coming out from under the threshold of the temple. That is what God is seeking for. It is rather unfortunate that we have many women on the platform. And we have many platforms in these are days. We have many women who are making noise, who are shouting in the name of ministry. Yet, they are strangers in God's temple. God says, I don't know her. I never sent her. We have many wives in marriages who are not dwelling in God's secret place. You are all over. So you will forever be fighting and quarreling your husband, quarreling your children. You need to be a woman who learned to dwell in God's secret place. To be honest, you will find out that you will fight a good warfare if only you are a woman of God's presence. Your mouth will say little, then you will 
thrive so much. Why? Because you are flowing from under God's temple. So I am challenging you that you will be a constant flowing river, a woman of God's presence, a woman that daily pursue God, a woman that practices the art of talking to God, the art of listening to God, the art of relating with the person of the Holy Spirit. It is then that you'll be able to become what verse 2 says. The verse 2 says, He then brought me out through the north gate and led me round the outside to the outer gate facing east and the water was trickling from the south side. So for you to begin to gush out, to run out into your husband, into your children, into the women in your workplace, into the women in your neighborhood, you need to first be a woman who have a sacred place, who dwells under the temple of God. This is what God is seeking for. This is what God is looking for. Until God finds this, we will not see the result that everyone is seeking for in our generation. Lies will continue to thrive in your marriage. Lies will continue to thrive in your children's lives. Lies will continue to expand all over our world. Why? God is not finding women who are dwelling under God's temple. And it is my prayer that whatever your prayer life is, will grow this year. Whatever your intake of God's word is, will grow this year. And perhaps you need help. You need support with your spirituality. Seek help. Talk to older women around you. Or do give us a call. Plus 44-7944-398-415. Amen. Welcome back to the Women in Revival podcast. Thank you so much. I believe the series has been a blessing to you. And like it's been said already, if you have any need of counsel, follow up. Do contact us on plus 44-7944-398-415. We are still on the series, Rivers That Gladden God's Heart. God wants women to bombard heaven. There is enough space for each and every one of us in the presence of God. I sense the heart of God. God is saying there are few women in my presence. There are many women all over the world. There are many women in the church. There are many women who claim are working for me. There are only a few women who are flowing as rivers from underneath my threshold. And the Lord began to teach us that, yes, the impact of lies on our world is real yet in the midst of that reality god says i am seeking something and he says he's seeking for a woman who makes glad the city of god a woman who is a delight to god himself and we say how can that be it is as we practice the presence of god as we first learn 
to flow from what than it is threshold. Do you know as you practice a prayer life, as you practice sitting down by his word, you will see God transforming you gradually into his image. You will sit down sometimes, there are issues in your life that I will address. And I'm praying that you will be a woman that seeks his presence. So today again, we want to look at what makes a river a river of God or what makes a woman a river of God, what makes a river of God or what makes that river that gladdens the city of God. So yesterday we saw that first it is flowing from God's temple and today we will see again that what makes a woman a river of God or a river that gladdens the heart of God in the midst of lies in our world is her growth. It's not enough to have a prayer life. It's not enough to say, I read my Bible every day. God watches out for our growth. He wants us to grow. It is very, very important. And we are going to see as we read this. So let's go to Ezekiel that we read yesterday. Ezekiel chapter 47. And we are going to read from verse 2 to verse 5. And we'll probably read to Corinthians 3, 18 also. So Ezekiel 47 verse 2 to 8 says from the King James, Then brought he me out of the way of the gates, northward, and led me about the way without unto the utter gate, by the way that looketh eastward. And behold, there ran out waters on the right side. And when the man that had a line in his hand went forth eastward, he measured a thousand cubits, and he brought me through the waters. The waters were to the ankles. Again, he measured a thousand and brought me through the waters. The waters were to the knees. Again, he measured a thousand and brought me through. The waters were to the loins. Five. Afterward, he measured a thousand and it was a river that I could not pass over. For the waters were risen, waters to swim in a river that could not be passed so like i said it's not enough to say i practice the presence of god it must be measured so looking at this scripture that brother ezekiel is speaking to us from he said he was brought to the north gate like we read yesterday and then he observed something he saw a water that was running out of the threshold of god from underneath the temple and now in this verse 2, he said he was brought out to the north gate and he was led around the outside to the outer gate that faced the east. And there he saw this water tricking out, running out, coming out, flowing out from the south side of the gate. Are you saying? So when you begin to dwell under God's temple, under God's threshold, it will begin to send you out. You begin to flow to your children, flow to your husband, flow to your colleagues at work. Are you saying you won't be a stagnant water? I guess we are having challenges in our homes because we are not having women who are underneath that threshold, who are flowing, who are growing. Many of us, we've become stagnant in our work with God. Last year, you dwelt on devotional. Yet two years ago, devotional. Last year, it was messages that you grew on. This year, that is what you are planning to grow on again. 
there is no plan to say, I want to read through the Bible. I want to study through the Bible. I want to know God more in His Word. I want to hear Him bake His living bread and put into my hands. I don't want to settle for crumbs again, but I want the living bread to be given to me. So, in this Ezekiel 47 in verse 3 now, apart from the fact that the water was flowing from under the threshold are now flowing out. Let's see verse 3. Verse 3 says, There was this man who then took a measuring line. So there was a man with a tape rule or a tape measure. He had it in his hand, then he measured that water. He said when this water was initially measured, it was to the ankle deep. And when it was measured again, it was knee deep. And when it was measured again, it was to the waist. And when it was measured the fourth time, it was deep enough for you to swim in. It was a river that you can't even cross. And that is what a life that dwells underneath the threshold of God, that is how we progress. Your Christian life, God must be able to measure it. Even you yourself must be able to measure your Christian growth. You must be able to measure your attitude to the Word of God. You must be able to measure your attitude to, the, to personal prayer time. So they came, they measured. Initially, it was to ankle deep. Maybe your Christian life is an ankle-length Christian life. We all have somewhere where we all started from. Majority of us started by listening to messages or reading books of other people. But it must not end there. Some of us started by reading devotionals, but it must not end there. Uncle Deep, we are grateful that actually heaven can measure our spiritual growth and they say, oh, she's at Uncle Deep. There is a kind of movement. There is a kind of growth, but that is the least. Don't settle there. When the man with the measuring line came again and measured, what happened? The water was no longer ankle deep. So this water was growing. It was growing. And that is what makes a woman who will be a, a water that gladdens God's heart. God must be able to measure your relationship with him. And he must find out that you are growing. Where he left you yesterday is not where you are. Yesterday, it was anger you dealt with. Today, is still anger. Yesterday, it was the crumbs of people's messages you listen to, the crumbs of Women in Revival podcast, you haven't advanced to saying, God, bring the flour, bring the yeast, bake the bread of your word for me, break it for me, bake it and break it for me. So when this water was measured again, it was to the waistline. So even the waistline, as great as it might be, is not the end. So I am saying that the Christian life comes in stages. Our work with God is in stages. We must be growing. If your prayer life was five minutes before last year, and it is still five minutes this year, or actually you've gone to three minutes, then you need to check yourself. What I have discovered in my little work with God is that God accelerates your work with Him. It takes you step by step. He sees how much you can take, then moves you on. That is what I've come to know. The Christian work is not a competition with a fellow sister, a fellow brother. It is a personal journey. And God relates with us on a personal level. 
He knows where I am. He knows my situation. He knows my day-to-day activities. He knows that some of us have to wake up very early to go to work. And he knows that some of us have to look after children at home. He knows that some of us have to care for loved ones at home. So it takes us individually. But what I am dealing with is that in the midst of our individual work with him, there must be growth. If there is no growth, then you need to check yourself. So this water was measured. It was a water that was growing from ankle length to knee length, from knee length to waistline, from waistline to an overwhelming water. Women in the church will become stagnant. Stagnant in our walk with God. So our marriages are stagnant. You know, I've been going through the book of the Song of Solomon and I'm saying, wow, how will marriages break if couples are reading this together? If couples are spending time in the Song of Solomon, their love will definitely grow stronger and stronger in the Word of God. But unfortunately, if women are stagnant, their marriages will be stagnant. Their children will be stagnant. So where are you in your personal work with God? Are you stagnant in your prayer life? Are you stagnant in your intake of the word of God? Are you stagnant in your character, in your behavior? Are you still dealing with the struggles that you dealt with last year? Are you still the type of wife that nag your husband? Then you need to check. You need to take yourself before the Holy Spirit. He is the man with the measuring line. He measures you and he gives report to God day by day. You know, I'm remembering a scripture in Revelation. The, one of the letters sent to the churches in Asia. I'm not sure which one was now. When Jesus was saying, I have checked your record. It's as if the record is not up to standard. Everyone checks our record. Everyone is checking the record of your conduct the record of your behavior, the record of your attendance in his presence. Are you an absentee in his presence? Or are you a woman of his presence? Can everyone say she has grown? Or can everyone say she has actually depleted in her prayer life, in her intake of the word, in her relationship with the Holy Spirit? If you are going to be a woman who is going to combat lies, and stand strong who is going to build your marriage build your children build solid relationship with the lord then your christian life must be measurable your time in the word of god should be measurable do you take note of what god is teaching you or do you just open bible you read and you close and you've gone are you keeping records of your personal relationship with god in his word are you keeping journals I love keeping diaries. Every year, if I don't buy anything, I, I always have a diary. I keep records of some of the things the Lord is saying to me, some of the things I'm reading. And I have my notes that I'm writing as I study His Word. Do you keep record? Or are you just that type of Christian that anything goes? And also, how do you study the Word of God? Do you just open and just read anything that you find and then you go? Then your Christian growth will not be measurable. There is the need to go through the word of God systematically, page to page, chapter to chapter. Don't roam around. You know, 
there are times when we pause and look at other issues, topical issues in the Bible. But if your Christian growth is just based on topical um, studies, then you will not have a complete overview of the Word of God. So it is in going through what I do. I have a time in the morning where I do my general study. I am studying book to book. It may be few verses each day. And then my evening time is my extensive time of reading long chapters. And I have other times when I listen through the Bible. So whatever you need to do to make sure you are growing in the faith this year, I want you to invest in it. And perhaps you need to be accountable to someone. Why not do so? In order to make sure that you grow in your Christian work. You grow in your seeking of God. In your dwelling in His temple in this year 2023. If there's any need to contact us, our number is plus 44-7944-398-415. And you can also go to our website, www.oakofrighteousness.co.uk. Amen. Welcome back to the Women in Revival and thank you for following us to the end of this particular series, Rivers That Gladden God's Heart. It is my prayer that indeed you will be a river that brings joy to the heart of God. You will be a river that makes glad, that that is a delight to our God in the midst of the woes, the midst of the multiplication of lies in every sector in our time in our generation we have been going through this particular series rivers that gladdens god's heart and we saw the impact of lies upon our world we saw the fear the anxiety the crumbling the doom all over the world that lies is creating and some of these lies looks true and unfortunately even the church is not so to say saved from these lies we are finding error even in the church of god and we saw that in the midst of the lies the errors in our world what is god seeking for and god says i'm looking for that woman who will be a river that gladdens my heart so she can gladdens my city which is the world your church wherever you find yourself and then we look at what then makes that river what will make a woman a river that gladdens the the city of God and we saw that it is a flowing from God's temple and yesterday we saw that not only must she flow from God's temple she must be a river that is growing there is the need to be growing in your personal relationship with God some of us we have grown in our relationship with other believers which is needful some of us we have grown in attending many meetings but we have actually gone down in our own personal relationship with God. You know, I love reading books. I love listening to messages. But I love reading books and listening to messages that will take me back to the Word of God. Earlier on today, I think I was, I can't remember what I was 
doing and there was something i think i was reading a book or so and uh, okay yes i was reading the uh, the book god chasers and it was being said in that book concerning you know how esther underwent 12 months of beautification and you know for me that kind of caused me to pause and to think about that i actually went into the book of esther chapter 2 and just take a glimpse of that to you know there's something that god was then impacting my own heart with so i love reading i love listening but i love it when they are pointing me back to the word of god so god says there is the need for us to grow and we saw yesterday that there was a man with the measuring line a man with the tape who is measuring our growth the holy spirit is constantly measuring your growth some of us cannot handle the situation in our marriages because we are not growing we can't undo our children because we are not growing we can't undo even finance because we are not growing you are spending money foolishly because you have not yet grown to understand the purpose for finance that God has given you. So you are not growing and you are unable to handle issues. So before you know it, you'll be overwhelmed with the issues in our world, with the lies in our world, with the errors all over our world. And the Lord says there is a need to dwell in my presence and much more now to grow. There was a scripture I was meant to read yesterday and I'm going to start from there. As we look at today's topic, which is the effect of this river, the effect of a woman who is the river that gladdens God's heart, the effect of a woman who is flowing from underneath the threshold and who is constantly growing. So let us quickly look at our growth briefly before we then look at the effect. In 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, it says from the King James. But we all with open face, beholding, as in a glass, the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Are you seeing? So, as the man with the measuring lines measuring, if you are growing from ankle deep to knee deep, you know what is happening? There is a transformation that goes on in your inner life that affect your relationship with your husband, with your children, with those that come in contact with you. And this happens as you behold. That is why I was talking about dwelling underneath his threshold. When you dwell in his word, when you meditate upon God's word, when you memorize his word, when you think about his word, when you listen to his word, when the word of God becomes you, morning, day, evening, that what people could smell becomes the word of God that you have taken in. You know, if you eat garlic a lot, even without telling people you eat raw garlic, you will smell garlic. <laughs> so the same thing. When you behold him as in a glass, you know, oh, I don't know how to go about this. I wish every woman can see the benefit of dwelling in God's presence or spending time in His Word or spending time in the place of prayer. What it might look like for you may not be what it may be for me. But heaven is challenging you in this year 2023 to come up higher. It is as you behold Him in His Word, as you commune with Him in prayer, honestly, 
that you are transformed. Transformation takes place as we dwell even underneath his threshold. Just like that river that was flowing from his threshold, that river was transformed. It was transformed from ankle length to knee length to waist length and then to an overwhelming water that you can't cross. You have to swim through it. And that is what God wants to do. As we behold in a mirror, the glory of the Lord saw our way transformed into his likeness from one degree of glory to another. That was why I said your Christian growth must be measurable. It is a growing from one degree to another. And I'm praying that at the end of this year, you will measure your growth and you will thank God. One thing that always gives me joy when I know that I'm going to meet with the Lord, either in the place of prayer, in the world, I just love it. It gladdens my heart. It takes away sorrows and worries. Take them away. I, I am a woman that loves the presence of God. I know the benefit. One thing that I do say to the Lord is, Lord, when you ask me to read your word, when you ask me to come to the place of prayer, actually, it's not even for your benefit. I have realized I am the one that benefits most from it. Whether I'm praying for myself, for my children, for my husband, for the world, for other people, it is at the end still to my benefit. So why would I not go? I was saying to the Lord a few days ago that things women are running after, it's not what I am running after. And you are meeting my need miraculously the lord is stepping in for me you know miracles things i wasn't even looking for they are coming why because i have learned to make his presence my pursuit the bible says seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and every other thing will be added unto you some of you may need to cut down on your hours of work some of you are saying, oh, then I will be, I will, how will I be able to pay my bill? How will I be able to do this? How will I be able to do that? If you are ready to climb up the wings with the Lord, you will experience Him, as I have done in my many years now of working with Him. And I'm praying you will grow from one degree to another. So now let's look at the effect of this water that is growing from one degree to another. Ezekiel chapter 47 and I'll quickly read from verse 6 to verse 9. It says the King James and he said unto me son of man has thou seen this? Then he brought me and caused me to return to the brink of the river. Now when I had returned behold at the bank of the river were very many trees on the one side and on the other. Then said he unto me these waters issue out toward the east country and go down into the desert and go into the sea which being brought forth into the sea the waters shall be healed and it shall come to pass that everything are you seeing verse 9 everything that liveth which moveth whithersoever the rivers shall come shall live and there shall be a very great multitude of fish because these waters shall come thither for they shall be healed, and everything that shall everything shall live without the river coming. I don't know whether you are seeing the excitement that I am saying. So God says, This river that is flowing from underneath my threshold, that is growing, that is not stagnant. What becomes of this river is that it will definitely flow. I remember years out what I mostly occupy myself with 
and my children, my home. But I have learned that as time passes on, as God was working upon my own life, growing in my intimacy with Him, it began to cause me to flow beyond my own to other mothers, to other wives, to other pastors' wives. You know, that's how I see God doing it. So when you are a woman that is underneath his threshold, I promise you, it will cause your life to flow first to those in your home. There will be an overflowing. There's this scripture that says, out of us will flow rivers of living water. So out of your innermost being, we begin to flow rivers of living water that transforms your outlook, that transforms your outward life, then that transcend even your outward life into your relationship with your husband. If you were a nagging wife, if you were a night wife that pick at everything in your home, you will find out that you've changed. Not because you plan to change, but because God is working on you. Each time you come to the presence of God. So you will flow to your children. You will find out that God will be helping you to raise your own children in a unique way. Why? You are a river that is flowing, that is growing. You will find God giving you tips, specific tips for each child. People will think, oh, you are super, super uh, parent. But you know you are not. You are only benefiting from the sacred place. So wherever you turn to, just like this water, it says this river shall flow. It shall flow and there shall be a very great multitude of fish. It will move everywhere. It says swarms of living creatures will live wherever the river flows. Wherever this river goes to, swarms of living creatures will, will live. Where there is death, there will be life. I love the good news. It says, wherever the stream flows, there will be all kinds of animals and fish. The stream will make the water of the Dead Sea fresh. You see? Your life will be fresh. Then you will bring freshness to your children, to your husband, to your siblings, to your brethren, to those that comes across you. And wherever you flow, you will bring life. The woman was to be a life giver. Unfortunately, we are bringing death as our own life is occupied with lies and we are giving life that is killing people. But if you become that woman in his presence, I am, as I am giving you this challenge. You give it a try. Trust God to help you with a daily devotional life. You will not only find it as a duty, but you will find it to be a delight. You will find God helping your life. You will find God giving you grace to submit to your husband. You will find God helping you to be joyous in season and out of season. And I'm praying that indeed you will experience the effect of this river that gladdens the heart of God. This river that flows from under God's threshold. I am challenging you that the year 2023 will be for you a year of accelerating in your personal work with God. Whatsoever has occupied your life thus far, maybe you have many things you are involved in, cut them down and prioritize your prayer life. Prioritize your time in the world and you will see how you would have grown at the end of the year and situations that God would have handled on your behalf. If there's any need for counseling or follow-up, do contact us on plus four four seven nine four four. 
398-415. Amen.